TV studios. This is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. The University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Jets Pizza. We're not just pizza. Try our sidekicks, salads, calzones, and more at JetsPizza.com. Adrian College. Championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to AdrianBulldogs.com slash MHockeyD1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 National Champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. University of Mary, tickets and schedule information, visit us at goumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards Towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the nchc.tv studios is a pastimehockeywest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app, this is indeed College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in a very marine-layered, uh, about ready to be rained on, Carlsbad, California. My co-host is always joining me from that big, beautiful, palatial estate where there's never anything to be frustrated about because the servants are there, uh, the place is gated, it's guarded, uh, the two dogs are taking care of things. Paul Hornstein, how are you? Uh, on the island tonight. Where's the other co-host? <laughs> you know, the one hey, with the least, palatial estate. At least this co-host is with me tonight, at least to this point. Well, who knows? Give it give it a minute. <laughs> anyway, uh, last night we had to do the old-fashioned, we had to do the old telephone thing, but tonight, tonight, it looks like we are hooked up and ready to talk college hockey. Where's Pod? Things on the island. Is it raining up there or what? Uh, well, it did this morning, of course, as I was driving to work. Oh. It always does. <laughs> uh, it wasn't so bad. Uh, yeah, we, got, we got a little marine layer setting in here in uh, the Carlsbad area. So we'll have yeah, what, uh, cloud cover and fog and all that good stuff. As our executive producer said when we came in, like she said, um, it, it it's like a little. It smells a little like the sea out here. Really, I can't imagine why. <laughs> a little fishy. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, I can't imagine why. Well, I mean, you you've got that, of course. I'm sure the servants take care of that, being where you're at. What's you our? Know, who, the, who are you talking you know, the to? Palatial estate and things. Is there <laughs> I don't see anybody else listed on the thing here. So I don't know who you're talking to. Is there somebody anyway. in your room that I... Terry, is he talking to you? Because I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, she said, no, it's definitely palatial estate uh, out on Long Island, New York. Anyway, 
Um, well, it's not mine. We need to start talking some hockey here. A um, couple of things yeah. that I want to discuss tonight. Um, two really good goaltenders, um, young goaltenders, who left college hockey after leaving their mark extensively, if you will, um, from the East. One from Quinnipiac, oh. one from Northeastern. Okay, because I was going to say, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm glad that Seattle finally stopped leaving Joey Decord out <laughs> to dry, stopped giving up odd man rushes. But, okay, I'm sorry. You were talking about Peretz and Devin Levi. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, with that being said, I, I want to talk a little bit about them. Uh, Devin um, Levi stopped the uh, Stanley Cup champions um, the other night. And I got some sound from our own Stephen Marsh uh, on that. And then uh, the call-up on the 16th, which must have been, what, Saturday, I guess. Um, yeah. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday uh, for uh, Yana Peretz to Carolina. So uh, two guys making their uh, – of course, um, they get to NHL, but T.J. Semptenfelter was a goalie partner um, with Devin Levi at Northeastern for a year. Uh, playing pretty right. darn well as well. Well, yeah, I mean, they they did have one of the websites did have a story on TJ this past week, and I like I really? like really yes, okay. yes, that's um, good, that's good. And I I, I like the quote in there that they used from uh, Greg Powers. I, I was watching the bean pot and said, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> uh, I think just, I'll go get just, him. Well, yeah, I mean, um, here's a quote. I had never heard of the kid and I had no idea who he was. The <laughs> stage, 18,000 people, national TV, played the way he played without many starts, was insanely impressive. So, um, so anyway, I want to talk about the making their. Uh, transitions into the NHL and certainly we'll mention TJ and Caden and Barico. Maybe we'll do a little goalie round table talk because you want to do something um, in the near future about the style of play of goaltenders right now because you're not happy about it, are you? No, no, I'm not. Um, I'm watching goalies all over the NHL. I'm watching goalies across the country in the NCAA. And the the analogy I, am, I, I, I make is they've turned goalies into pitchers. <laughs> you told me this today. That's why I'm chuckling. We'll get it. Let, hold that thought. Okay. We'll get into that. Uh, I, I want to get through these, right. these two guys that are digging into the NHL at very young ages. Because I think you're going to okay. hear – uh, some really cool stuff from uh, Devin Levi. I wish I had more sound uh, or a, any sound really from um, Donald Perez, but we'll get that. Uh, we've got connections to those two, so. <laughs> or I do, anyway. <laughs> Somebody does. So, it's good um, to be the king, baby. It's good to be little, the king. I don't know, uh, three and a half minute clip and uh, get your opinion. I think you probably already heard it. But um, we'll we'll do it again anyway. It's three minutes, 22 seconds. This is uh, Devin Levi with the um, Buffalo Sabres after they, I think it was a 5-2, 5-3 win, something like that. 
uh, the other night in Las Vegas over the defending uh, Stanley Cup champion. So here you go. Um, Devin Levi talking to reporters after that one. Excited for this game. Uh, you know, personally being able to go against, you know, the Cup champs last year, from last year. Um, special. You know, I think I think everyone wants to beat them. It's a great team on the other side of the ice. Um, and it was uh, it was a great atmosphere to play. You know, the fans are great. Um, it's really cool in Vegas, my first year. So um, I, I just enjoyed myself. I was just a fellow like little kid in Disneyland the past few days. So, um just a great trip overall. Did you feel like you settled in pretty quickly in the first period? Yeah, I, I felt good for everything to start. Um, I felt like um, they uh, they came they came at us pretty quick, so um, I wasn't really sitting there like trying to stay warm. Um, I got I don't know how many shots, but I think above thirty. So you know, games like that, I, I find it easier a little bit. There's different challenges for it's a high shot game versus a low shot game, but I think today was the challenge. Um, you know, was to make a lot of a lot of hard stops that you know some of their top guys had but the, the good side of that is you know they're shooting the puck every few minutes I, I get a touch um and it's easy to stay in the game really just stay in the game so um it was fun you know i'm used to those games i think at northeastern i get a lot of shots um i'm uh i just enjoy i enjoy, I enjoy making saves so that's uh that's it and pretty early i call has that no the past in the back door and then you're able to get over is that one of those saves that gets into it huh? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was one of the saves. You know, I thought the defense did a really good job. Um, RD at limiting second set, second chance opportunities. Um, a lot of first shots today. And, uh, you know, I've seen the puck well. You were boss out. Um, and if there was a play, like, it was uh, it was a clear read. I think ID had made it. Um, made it. Um, you know, 50-50, they take one guy, take the next. So I felt like if there was a shot threat, they had the back door. Um, and if the guy, if they attacked the guy, I knew he was passing. So I think it was just we were reading off each other all the time. And you look at like people like Big Krebs and Alex Tuckman, they were Vegas or a part of the organization. Did they have some special message going in this game that we, we want to be these guys? Not particularly, but you know, it's got to be special coming back to, to, to beat the team that you played for. Um, you know, we, we uh, in Colorado, you know, Eric Johnson got the chance to go back to, to, to his home his home team. And, um, you know, it was, it was special for him. Unfortunately, we weren't able to win, but I'm just happy for, for Krebs and Tucky that, you know, we were able to get the win tonight for them. And, you know, Tucky Krebs, he played really well. Tucky played unbelievable. You know, huge, huge play in the third period. Long shot with his mouth. He's all bloody. Come back to me um, in the fist bump line right after we scored. Same shift. I was like, holy sheesh, man. Like, you're, <laughs> you're a beast. So, um, yeah, big play by him. That was a game changer. But let's go through what someone someone does in their first trip to Vegas. <laughs> um, what I do yesterday, I hung out with the boys a lot. We went to the casino a little bit. Uh, first time gambling, which is pretty cool. Did you win? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, went out for dinner. Um, that was that was about it. It was uh, it was a really cool day yesterday, and um, you know today we topped it off with a with a nice win. So it was a great trip. So really looking forward to coming back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. More for uh, more to play Vegas, but for sure the the whole experience is. Is, uh, is great, you know, it's been, it's been a great trip. Thanks, There you go, Devin Levi, after a, a very solid performance and earning a victory against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Paul, your thoughts on what you heard from Devin, other than uh, a very excited young man to be uh, where he's at at this point in his career? Well, that's great, right? I mean, you want to hear, you know, that's, that's you know, he's he's still young enough to be a little kid. And 
turning 22 on December 27th, by the way, just so this so we yeah, know how young again, this kid is. How's that possible that I can meet? Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, pretty much getting one and one A looks as the as a goalie up in the NHL. Um, you know, having a lot of success. Uh, six, four, and two in twelve games. Um, it's pretty darn good. I'm sure you'd like to have uh, better individual numbers, but as long as he wins more than they lose, I'm sure he's very happy. And it sounds like, you know, uh, he sounds like somebody enjoying his rookie season in the NHL. Yeah, he does. Okay, flip side of that. Quinnipiac's goaltender, all everything. Yana Peretz was uh, recently called up to uh, the Carolina uh, Hurricanes, and the, the jerseys have already been popping up waiting for him to play. Um, there's a, a picture today from Rand Pecknell showing him on the bench um, with the, uh, the Hurricanes. So here's uh, the moment that they, uh, they called him up. There we go. It's coming, I promise. <laughs> Stunned silence. <laughs> They said uh, briefly in there. I don't know if you could hear it that well or not, but they said, "No. Um, what what should I what should I expect, or how should I how should I react?" Yanov said, and and they said, "Go light it up. Just do what you do." How's that? Well, like? you just know, go do what you do. Light it up. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Good for Yanov. I mean, you know, coming off that national championship, now he gets to make his NHL debut. I don't know when he'll play. I, I well, how would this be, Paul? How would this be tomorrow night against the Vegas Golden Knights? How would that be? Well, <laughs> uh, why not? I mean, it's as good a re- it's as good a night as any. You know, they're playing at home. He used to make his debut at home against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Um, I wish there are certain teams that I wish that some of the guys we covered didn't go play for, but I don't have that <laughs> option. You like them playing for Carolina? I don't want to sit here and, and equivocate and equivalate or uh, equate Carolina with some other teams. I just hate no, it when no, the okay. Islanders play. Car- well, you know, that's a different. That's a different type of. Oh, okay. That's a different level. Yeah, Carolina is just they're, they're <laughs> just a bad matchup for the Islanders, and it just makes me nuts. Is that all it is? It's when- just a bad matchup with the Islanders, or is there more to the story? Uh, no, that, that's pretty NFL. much it. That's pretty oh, okay. much it. Okay, I thought and maybe it seems it was like something deeper. It's it's it just seems like whenever Islanders play them, whatever can go wrong for the Islanders usually does. <laughs> uh, Carolina's a good team. They got some big time players. They've obviously got some guys that have won cups, but I hate it when they play the Islanders. Just hate it. It's just <laughs> a bad matchup. And if there's a bounce that can go 
in the other direction, Carolina will usually get it against the Islanders. Okay, so let's talk about another former college uh, goaltender, not too far removed from his college days, in Joey Decord. It was big news last year when uh, when he brought the um, Coachella Valley Firebirds to within an overtime goal of a Calder Cup. It was even right. bigger news a month or so later when uh, he w- was re-signed by Seattle to uh, pretty much an NHL contract. It was even bigger news when he made the roster and uh, was on the, uh, the the Seattle Kraken roster. Um, yeah. And then even bigger news than that, when uh, his goaltending partner uh, was injured and he was thrust into the starting role and gets a shutout and then has to learn how to uh, throw a fish. Oh, yeet. Throw a what? <laughs> Did you miss that part? I heard you say throw. It sounded like you said throw a fish. Yeah, yeah. In, and then in, I heard a like a crashing noise after that. Uh, no. In Seattle, what oh. uh, what happens when you're a three-star performer, they give you, I believe it's a, a either a rubber fish or a stuffed fish. No, it's fish. fine. It, that's fine. That's I just, I, I, that's I fine. I just heard the noise after. Yeah, got, yeah, it's called the yeet. You're yeeting. Y-E-E-T-I-N-G. Yeah, okay, when you whatever. throw your fish. Okay, he's got so a 2.57 goals against average and a 908 save percentage. That's <laughs> that's what matters. So anyway, he comes out on the ice to, and Joey loves the crowd, in case you didn't notice that. Uh, he's always loved the crowd. He's never found a crowd that he didn't love. Um, anyway, he comes out on the ice, and the crowd is going crazy, and he wants to zing this fish up as high into the crowd as he can. And uh, like a pitcher sometimes, his release point was a bit off, and the fish went right back <laughs> onto the ice surface, never cleared ah. the glass. Um, yeah, so he just casually skated over there, picked it up, and then tossed it up into the crowd again. And, of course, every reporter in the building uh, felt that they had to ask Joey about that moment. And uh, as you would expect from Joey, he handled it pretty well. He said, you know, until you guys have tried throwing a fish off the ice into the crowd, you, you can't really comment on how difficult it is. He said, I was trying to throw it really hard and really far. And uh, the first mm-hmm. attempt just didn't work so well. No, I guess not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but anyway, Joey having a great start to uh, his real NHL career. He hasn't – he's had dabs in there with the Ottawa and with um, – Seattle the past couple of years, but this year he's kind of taken the reins and running with it. And with Philip Grubauer being injured, it's just given him an opportunity to uh, seize the moment, if you will. And we're all pulling for that. So uh, there's your uh, your ASU uh, spot tonight. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I just wanted to mention those goaltenders. I, as long as we're on the theme of goaltenders for like the next 10 minutes, I, and I'm throwing you uh, throwing you out there without a, a line here, but um, what do we know about the goaltenders in our 10 um, coverage area, 10 team coverage area, as to how they rank, Paul, with the rest of NCAA hockey? I'm talking TJ Semptonfelter. I'm talking, um, obviously, Caden the Sponge from Barico. Um, 
you know who, uh, came no, in the spot. I, I and um, we're talking about uh, Mr. Person up at North Dakota. Um, we're talking about your guy, Simon Lacozzi at Omaha. I mean, you go down the, you go down the list, there's a lot of great goaltenders, but our 10 teams might have the best goaltenders in all of college hockey. Can I say that? Uh, Overall, I don't know. I, 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 can you I, find I, 10 other teams that got better ones? Well, the, at least in terms of goals against average, the guy with the lowest is Pierce Charleston up in Fairbanks. So he's 13. Okay. So, um, you know, when you look at the statistics. And I know you love that because that tells the whole story. No, nope. it doesn't tell the whole story, but it gives you a, a picture. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, who would we say has been uh, the best team in the CCHA this year? Oh, I'd say St. Thomas. And they've got a great goaltender, by the way. Well, uh, Jake Seibel, the goalie for St. Thomas. Uh, now, he's only played eight games, which is about right. half of what they played. He's got a 165 goals against and a 940 save percentage. So, is it a shock based on that that St. Thomas um, could take the auto bid uh, from the CCHA, ironically enough? Jacob Helston. Oh, goodness. Oh yeah, well you know I'm gonna make that. I, you know I'm gonna make that snarky comment all the time. Uh, I know it's like I mean, but listen to that just for a minute, people. Um, they could take St. Thomas or Augustana could take away well auto bid. Well, except that Augustana is not eligible for the conference tournament this year. Right, right. But St. Thomas but I, is. Yes. Yes. And if they were to win the conference tournament, there would be no auto bid because they, they're not correct. qualified for the NCAA correct. tournament yet. Right. They've got to wait two more years. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, know. what's wrong listen. with this picture? What is wrong with this picture? Why? Why do, do they do... need to wait two more years? I, I understand. Don't... I understand the NCAA has their little rules, and I'm doing that with air quotes, but why? Why As do you, you have should. to wait two more years? Come on. I, really? That's a, that's a very yeah. good question. They're playing I'm, I'm, against NCAA games. They're playing in the conference. Why are you making them wait another two more years for that? That doesn't make any sense I'm, whatsoever. I'm assuming there's some sort of waiver process, and I'm assuming that whatever it is that uh, St. Thomas work is working at it, but Probably wouldn't be in time for this year, um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and I know that chaos that would ensue with that you love. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> um, you will be watching the CCHA tournament with big open eyes, won't you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Assuming yeah. we get you flow, um, flow TV. <laughs> well, it's, well, that's up to them. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, Phillips' feedback is 
got a 2.13 for Providence, and you understand why they're, you know, fighting for the top. Um, Jacob Fowler at 2.16, even with Charleston, heading over to the World Juniors and a 9.25 save percentage. Uh, I still think it'll be uh, Trey Augustine's net to lose. Do you do anything good this year? Uh, yes, he is. I mean, he's got his team leading the conference. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> you know, he's got his team leading the the Big Ten. Um, and we know uh, that conference most con- the best, and uh, well, the most of course, the um, of course, of okay. course. Just want to make sure we're clear on that. You know, he's got a nine one six save percentage, even though his goals against is almost three. But in that league, that's you know, <laughs> that's stellar. <laughs> it, it, it feels like it anyway, which is kind of the reason why, you know, they don't play any defense. They just don't. And outscore kind of, the other guy. Right. That's well, the I get it, but I'm pretty sure that that he's going to get the nod, or at least the first. Or if they play. What five, four preliminary games or five preliminary games? He'll probably start three for sure. Right. Right. You know, so we'll see. Um, you know, uh, our old buddy Dominic Bassey at St. Cloud uh, keeps fooling me in terms of <laughs> you know w- what the team's going to do, right? Um, he's got a 2.22 goals against and a 9.13 save percentage. Again, these are just snapshots. This is not I'm not going to sit here and and say that you know straight numbers are the best, right? But right there with Bassey and Pearson is Cooper Black, who forced ASU to two ties over the weekend. So. Um, he's got a 2.3 goals against average and a 9.24 save percentage. So if anybody wants to know why Dartmouth is 1-1-95, and 95, <laughs> that's why. 1-1-95. One, one Love it. Um, okay. <laughs> um, and the best goal you've probably not heard of College hockey is the kid up at RIT and Tommy Scarfoni. Every time I watch that kid, I'm like, "This is this is a damn good goalie." He's got a two three three goals against average, and he's got a nine two six save percentage. And when you look at the pairwise, whether you whether we like it or not, okay, we don't. RIT, we don't like we it. We don't. But the reason why I RIT the on the last week of the season. I get it, uh, but RIT is eleven and five, and right up there in that sixteen to twenty range. And one of the big reasons why they are where they are is Scarfoni, who plays yeah. the majority of the games. Um, and he he like I said, he's just he's just a really really good goalie, and probably the 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 best goalie you've not heard of. Okay, so let me ask you this. What's more important um, in NCAA hockey for the teams? A goaltender that plays nearly every game 
and has you with 13 wins, or a goaltender that has some sparkling numbers, but your team's only got eight or nine wins. What's better, Paul? What do you like better? Um, You take the guy that gets you the wins, no matter what? What do do I like better? Yeah. I like a a goalie that stands up on his feet a little bit more, uses his (laughs) stick a little bit more. Um, Darn it. And and, and hold that off for later, but oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, then I have to like. So who Jake, would you take? Then I have to like who? Jake. Se- I have to like Jake Seibel at St. Thomas because he's got a one six five goals against to lead the country, and uh, he's got a nine four zero save percentage, also leading the country. So if you're asking, how's me, his team though? How's his team record? Is his team in first wins place? and losses? Wins and losses. First place. Is his team in first place? Lost. Is his team in first place? In their conference. In their conference. I'm sorry. They're in second place by one point. That, that's what I want to know. Okay. Just checking. Because, that's uh, what I want to know. Because I'm pretty fond of the game that, that TJ Semptonfelter has and the fact that um, when his team around him may be up and down, maybe borderline schizophrenic sometimes the way they I'm perform. Trying to, see, but I'm trying to stay away from that. What? What are you trying, trying to stay to... away from? You don't think TJ deserves a pat on the back for the effort he sure puts I in do. night in and night out? Sure I do, but we have Sunday and Tuesday for that. <laughs> We're talking about goaltenders right now. Right? You can't ignore that. You can't ignore Caden the Sponge and Barico. Who? You can't uh you can't uh, look away from from Mr. Bel- Guy Blessing at uh, at Air Force. Um the goaltenders at Denver, I know they're they're young and inexperienced right now without Matt Davis, but boy, it, that's a lot to put on a freshman's shoulders to come in and say, hey, you know what? You're going to start a majority of the games for the Denver Pioneers. Good luck, guy. Well, he's the second. Well, we'll see what Paxton Geisel does now that <laughs> Matt Davis is out. Oh, are you just throwing Freddie Halik right out? You know how many shutouts Freddie Halik has? Well, I'm sure he's got a few. Yeah, yeah, he's done all right. All right, I mean, listen, I'm just you, you're, you're, you asked the question. <laughs> anyway, and I'm trying to give you the answer. Okay, so anyway, okay, and uh, so and, so you didn't give me the answer though. Would you rather have the guy that's got that's helped his team to the most wins, second most wins in all of college hockey, or would you rather have a guy that's got sparkling goals against and save percentage? Well, I'm looking for the sweet spot. I'm looking for the guy that's got the sparkling numbers and, and the guy that's put his team in, his, in a spot to win. Oh, you want both? Yes. I should have known. I should have known. Well, I give you a yes or no, and you go right down the middle as gray as maybe as it gets. Your point? <laughs> I assume I you have you're one. going to go down that gray road. Um, I assume you have one. It, no disrespect to anybody else, but I will take TJ Semptonfelter and the effort that he's put out there this year. To, it's not. To keep but that's, a, that, that's a different discussion. No, it's, it's a not. Different discussion. No, I'm asking you for the. Would you want a guy that makes sure his team wins majority of the time over a guy that's looking to have sparkling numbers, but his team doesn't win all the time? I I would sit here and tell you that they have a tendency to go hand in hand. Uh, no, they don't. Not always, because TJ's numbers may no, not no, no, be. I, I didn't say in the top twenty or wherever. But, I didn't say uh, always. I said they have a tendency. Okay. 
<laughs> you just don't want to admit it that uh, you would like to have TJ Semptonfelter on your roster because he helps you win. Of course, uh, who wouldn't? Okay, let's check it. <laughs> anyway, don't, um, don't don't try to get me in trouble with his father. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> well, stand up for him. Stand up for TJ. I wish more goalies would stand up. <laughs> okay, you've got uh, you've got three minutes to make your case about this goaltender thing that's on um, on your mind, um, in your heart, wherever it may be, until we can get somebody on to rebut you. And it'll start tomorrow night with Peter Menino. I'll guarantee you that. But that's anyway, fine. But anyway, they've made tell us, they, tell they, us they, what they, really irritates you for three minutes. They've made goalies into computer programs. Who's they? Whoever they are. <laughs> right? okay. The stupid computer people. Oh, they, they presented the, 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 the analytics show that basically you, you want your goalies to play like they're playing in your basement? Really? Down on their knees all game long? <laughs> Seriously, people? Why? Again, like they're playing in their basement. That's how I. That's how we used to play in my friend's basement. <laughs> Are you uh, kidding me? One and minute to go. Make these that guys case. go. These guys go down, and obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. It sure in heck seems like they go down the minute the puck goes in their zone. Not, not, and, and I'll just leave it. I'll just little, leave it there. Yeah, that's a little suspect, but um, they do go down. It's quite not, often. but and and it's a and lot way to too fast. Lower half because a lot of times they have players in front of them that doesn't allow them to see the puck clearly. So yeah, if they don't have see time, you down to on your knees either. If you're down on your knees, you may not be able to see it, but you're pretty sure it's going to hit you ninety percent of the time. I believe that's the reason. We'll find out. What we'll Peter? You know, the one and only Swaggy P tomorrow night. This will give us some good insight. You know, along with his head coach, uh, Chris, yeah, he could give us some good knowledge on that too. Chris is pretty tall. So uh, he played goal center. I don't know if that was the case or not. Well, we'll see you guys and find out if we can get some good answers. And it'll be a good topic of discussion through the holidays because nothing says Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays like a, an argument for goaltending. <laughs> okay <laughs> alright let's take a quick break let's come back and let's talk uh, world juniors and beyond it's time to turn the puck on the nation's best let's not be confident we to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content more than 140 games catch every big goal and save you can't be there we have to cover here more straight TV and don't miss a minute from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. It's nchc hockey. It's all nchc.tv. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. But when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award. It speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and see her. 
our People's Choice award-winning barbecue ribs, or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, cause for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in top lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. All right, folks, Scott Strandy here with you live in Carlsbad, California, to tell you about a new bank. I'm talking about SoFi. Um, new? A little. Big? Absolutely. Online? Absolutely. Um, available 24-7. Do they offer checking, savings, credit cards, insurance, mortgages, student loan refis, and the bank will give you $25 just to set up a, a checking and savings account and give uh, give them a try. They want you to try them. Uh, I can give you a code that will get you $25. Bucks, no way. No hidden things to do, nothing. Just put your uh, your money in your account, uh, as little as ten or twenty five dollars, and uh, and go from there. So that number to call or text rather is seven six zero eight zero one eight zero six zero. You can email me at icetimehockeywest at gmail I'll send you a code. Click on the link, sign up for SoFi, give it a try. No obligation. If you like it. You're making money on a bank that's got everything that you could ever ask for. If you don't like it, that is fine as well. Step away and keep the 25 bucks on them. Anyway, I think you'll like it. SoFi Bank, it's the way to go. It's the future in bank. A bank that actually pays you. Paul Ornstein loves that. So that's why I'll say that. Um, and we'll be right back. Hold on. From the NCC.TV studios, this is ITHSW Podcast, College Coast to Coast. Indeed it is, College Hockey Coast to Coast. Paul, I know you love SoFi. Um, <laughs> I don't really love any <laughs> bank, to be honest. But <laughs> I know, you like the old sock, uh, cash in the but, sock type thing. But, uh, <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, <laughs> I think other banks might be a little bit afraid of SoFi. 
Oh, yeah, I think they are. They have everything. They have everything. Um, um, you know, uh, apparently, um, I, I, you know what? I don't even want to get into this because this is just. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll step away. Anyway, Scott Strandy with you in Carlsbad, California. Go, go check it out. Always, yeah. Go check Michael it out. Always out on the uh, palatial estate on Long Island, New York. If you get to Long Island, just ask, where's the palatial estate in Mastic, New York? I'll point you in the right and direction. And they'll tell you Probably where, what, maps. who, they no. they got maps. We'll steer you by. Ask them if you know well, where the Botanical Garden is because it's very close. Well, there are some pretty nice, quote, <laughs> estates around here. I just don't live in one. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, we, I know we've talked about the World Juniors a lot. We're kind of doing it ad nauseum, I think. Uh, but that's okay because that's what we do this time of, uh, of year. They start. Because the World they Juniors start. are so much talent. So much talent. Gothenburg, Sweden is where everything gets going. Um, Paul, there's a countdown to face off. Seven days, seven hours, 48 minutes, 10 seconds, nine seconds, eight seconds. You get the point until things get rocked in the moon. So I thought tonight we might want to talk a little bit about the participating countries and the pools they're in, if you will. And then we'll talk a little bit about when things get started on December 26th and go from there. Do you want to start us off with oh, the pool? Okay. Who's in what pool? Uh, well, okay, hold on a second. You're welcome. Yeah, oh, listen, I don't have it. I didn't have it up there, but, you know, I'll put pull it up here in a second. Here. Uh, well, we know that uh, the U.S. is uh, not in the same bracket as Canada. Right? We know that... Uh, well, people would accuse them of that anyway. Um, pool B is Czechia, the thorn in the side of the U.S. Oh, U.S., Slovakia, yes, Switzerland, and Norway. Okay. You know, talk about before, like I said, I hate it when the Islanders play Carolina because it's just a bad matchup. Now, maybe this year's U.S. team is too good for this, but, you know, we're going to find out. Uh, pool A is... Uh, Canada, Sweden, Finland, Germany, and Latvia. Um, you know, uh, I I would say off the top of my head that you know whenever you have the home team in your bracket, you're you're in a tough draw. Um, you know, between Finland, Sweden, and Team Canada, you would expect one of those teams. Uh, to finish on top, you would expect one of those teams to be the, you know, uh, not to take anything away from Germany and Latvia. It's just, you know, um, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any Leon Dreisaitl's on Germany's team that I know of this year to be that threat. Um, But, you know, again, you got the home team there in that bracket with Canada, Finland, Germany, and Latvia. And I'm sure the Finns will make a good showing in terms of 
people that have gone over there. You know, it's not that far. Um, the U.S. had an eight-hour flight. And according to their uh, their web, you know, the, the USA Hockey website and some of the kind of the notes they try to drop on you, uh, these guys averaged about two and a half hours of sleep. So, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <sighs> Why does not? Uh, it will catch up with them. That's why they go early, so they're able to uh, maybe right. maybe catch up things. Um, but yeah, that you know, I don't know if people. I'm trying to pull it up here. So I'm doing things on the fly, but uh, USA Hockey put out a, a, a <laughs> USA Hockey put out a nice little behind the scenes type um, thing today with head coach David Carl and um, assistant coach Steve Miller. Uh, some other uh, dignitaries, if you will, with USA Hockey about what it's all all about. But one of it was, and I'll kind of paraphrase since I don't have it in front of me, um, David Carl was talking about how difficult it is to select a team, and, um, and he likes it. He likes it that way. He said, you know, what I like to see is um, the players are so good that they make us make hard decisions. Um, you know, uh, what else do you say about that? That's what you want, right? Make well, difficult yeah, decisions mean, helps you get the best players. You know that that is what you want. I mean, you you know you're sitting there and no, no, we didn't lose Paul again, did we? Um, at the end of the show, no, we might we have. Not. I don't know. Except the the the, the, the dot. It says he's moving. connected. I can't hear him. I don't know what's going on. Okay, um, so I'll take it and run with it. Um, USA Hockey, um, <laughs> if, you, if you're listening, folks, I know you can't see the emoji, but Paul's got his hands up uh, as to say, what in the heck happened? we got 14 minutes left. Let me, uh, let me give him a call, and we'll try to bring him on, and uh, we'll do the old-fashioned way if we have to, because that's what we do around here. So... See if we can connect with uh, Paul Hornstein and find out what's uh, what's going on on the island and why he doesn't have any sound. Why he can't hear? Him. Paul, can you hear me? No idea. <laughs> well, you're back. You're back live right now with us. So I have no idea. Shows your connection. We're fine for 45 minutes, and then all of a sudden, yeah, don't get it. I don't understand it. It's a uh, world no. technology. But anyway, um, I don't know if you saw the. I think I sent it to you. Uh, the behind the scenes and comments from David Carl, but uh, as I was saying before we lost you, that uh, he, he likes the fact that it's hard decisions to pick a roster. 29 guys in camp, they can only take 25. That meant four guys had to be told they were going home. Yeah, it sucks, right? I mean, that's, you know, as uh, the story often goes, you know, uh, you know, the, the hardest thing Herb Brooks had to do was tell those last guys they weren't, they weren't making a team. Tonight. You know, well, I'm sure it was whenever it was. <laughs> but, um, you know, those guys were with, with the team for six months. Right. Yep. And, and, then, and then what you've been working towards and waiting for all of a sudden is 
um, gone. You're watching on TV with everybody else. Yeah, and, and on time, course, on, I don't know. On delay TV, by the way. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we that. even though the games were in New York, we're still not live anyway. Um, <laughs> well, the, the Friday night game, uh, the Soviets was not right, that didn't matter. I mean, that game, most people, no, well, <laughs> I, I just kind of added to the drama of it, I guess. I guess <laughs> I, I know I spent three hours trying to avoid the score, it, it, wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't be that way. Tonight. No, you couldn't do that today. No, you, you or tonight. Not do that today. <laughs> or tonight. No. Good. Um, Good. I was waiting for that. You know. Anyway, so uh, so David Carl's got the guys uh, in Gothenburg, Sweden, have three exhibition games. Important, Paul, are those three exhibitions to preparing Team USA to win a gold? Well, I, I think it has. It's as much about figuring out your special teams as anything else. Okay. Figure, figuring out uh, who I'm going to, who am I really going to, you know, I, I might have my ideas about uh, who, who I think should be on a penalty kill and who I think should, uh, you know, be on the power play. Although I would assume that you could just pick names out of a hat. Um, <laughs> One would think, right? You, you would think. Um, and they, you know, in those two exhibition games, they're going to find out because they're playing the home team in Sweden and and Team Canada. So they're going to find out pretty early. Um, but I mean, like you're, you're you're talking about a power play. Gee, who am I? Gonna, who would I possibly want to see on a power play on a blue line? So hard to choose. Um, you know, even with all those guys, if, if I mean, do you put Steve William with Lane Hudson on the power play? I mean, that's just insane. That would be fun. That would be fun. You know, I mean, for, you know, again, I, I would be shocked to see if Carl take advantage of having uh, all, you know having the Boston College kids playing online and, and using those guys on a power play um, go out there guys just you know go do what you do and you know uh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to experiment a little bit in those preseason in those pre-tournament games because that's what you do um, especially the penalty kill. You know, I just, I would assume that most of the coaches work on those because you can only do so much in a practice situation. Oh, yeah. True. You know, and, and, and this you get to see guys play in a game situation. So uh, I think that will be the biggest things they look for uh, in these two pre-tournament games. Let me uh, let me ask you this uh, in regard to the coaches at, at uh, for Team USA. David Carl, one of the youngest coaches in all of college hockey, and took over the reins at Denver at a very young age. 
uh, has won a national championship, has been to the Frozen Four multiple times. Um, now he's getting his first chance at international competition. Let's uh, let's play devil's advocate here a little bit and do a little predicting. Let's say Team USA wins no. gold. How does that no. raise the status of one David Carl in the hockey coaching circles? Does his status get elevated, and can it get more elevated than it is right now? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, the one in that's championship. Okay, just checking, um, because I think no. it, I think it will. I think it will elevate him to a different, a different stature when uh, his players look at him and go, "Wow, you were the guy that took our team to Sweden and came home with gold." Um, I, I think that's because he said it himself. He goes, uh, "Team USA hasn't done well in Sweden really at any point ever." So he, he's kind of – and this was way back in, in October, September when I talked with him and he was telling me, you know what, this is, this is real for us. Um, we have a challenge here and we want to go over there and, and come so that we can win. You know, I mean, you're going to sit there and, and, and look at it. Right, and you know, just try to, 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 you know, I don't know if that, or I have to find a place where there were, uh, where they had all those kind of sweet, I'll take calls word for it. Uh, this is, this is a loaded team, and, and I just, uh, Danger obviously is you're sitting in and you're playing. You, 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 you know, you've got a team, like I said, that, that the thorn in your side. You're not a team. You got, uh, right? you got, you know, just the, the pressure in this tournament builds year after year after year. Ten years ago, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a, big, a bigger, bigger deal every year. And, you know, more eyes get thrown on this uh, every time, every year. And, you know, it's going to be a situation where, you know, you're going to find out really early. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, you can't really compare what the U.S. has done in the past in Sweden. It's a completely different team. Yeah, it really is. Okay, I, I on the clip from USA. This is about three minutes and 22 seconds. Um, so let's play that and let's hear from the, the coaches that, that are going to be in charge of the team. We'll be right, right up there in just a second here. Hold on. As I say that, it will be booted. And <laughs> uh, it's one of the 
it's one of those days. Um, I'm trying to get to play it. I really am. Um, hopefully, we'll put the sound with it. It was really good. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. So this uh, doesn't want to uh, function for me, I don't think. Let me give one more thing a try here. I'm sorry doing this live on the air. But, oh, this is, this is the joy of, of doing things live, right? Yeah, exactly. Let me uh, let me see if I can bring it up just with, uh, without the internet signal. Here you go. Here you go. Is there any doubt 
that DC would get that right. <laughs> I don't care where you're from. I don't care where you came from. Uh, right now, we're all Americans, and that's what our job is to go out and do something special. No, and he's not wrong about the lack of U.S. success in Sweden. Six times before this year, the tournament has been in Sweden, and the U.S. has gotten one bronze medal. Yeah, that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> it's not a good percentage. Uh, no, it certainly is not. Um, so, anyway, just to uh, uh, thank you, Doc, for that. that was great stuff, I thought. Three minutes and 20 seconds, pure gold, if you will. Uh, David Carl, John Van Beesbrook, and uh, um, Steve Miller, the three voices that you heard on there. And then again, David Carl at the end, saying, I don't care where you're from. Um, if you go for a pioneer, whatever you are, an eagle, you know, the map, uh, your Americans got to come together and win this thing, do something special. That would be the phrase, Paul, that will go along with. Look, I'm pretty sure he played, you know, in the NHL, right? Well, well, we'll ask him. We'll have him on tomorrow. Peter Menino scheduled to join us tomorrow I, night. I, I'm aware. Okay. Uh, I'm aware. Of, you know, he did, he did get a few games in the NHL, uh, played three games with the Islanders, a couple with Atlanta. One no wonder you like him so much. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, anyway, take it away, my friend. From the NCHC.TV studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. Behind the mask, behind the mask.com. That's what we do. Do the website or Valley Locations for Liberty University, keeping your face and your game. The pre-ACHAM program on eSports.edu. She's a superstar gap. Proud of the NHL. I'm talking to you. NCAA Housing Resources. Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly. There's two locations. You can have one at Pine Top. Lunch, dinner, or your next dinner. At Spaghetti Shack, downtown. She's an entertainment resource and casinos for the exodus to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, the official delivery company of Lifetime Hockey West, College Hockey Coast to Coast, and all of the Lifetime Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app for downloading your favorite podcast platform, searching and subscribing at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. It's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you'd like to you tell a friend to leave a positive review. Very well done, my friend. Again, nice job uh, transitioning when things shut down, and we got to get you on the phone. I always appreciate that. Um, we will uh, wish everybody a very um, 
happy holidays. And uh, we'll wish Team USA all the best as they look to uh, bring home gold and, quote, do something special. We'll say goodnight to Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Have a new day. Good night, everybody. Bye.